You're listening to the City Church Downtown Podcast. Morning, 10 o'clock. And I don't know why y'all getting that excited. <laughs> My name is Aaron Dockery. It's a pleasure to be here as we continue on in our uh, 21 days of prayer. Uh, and really praying through the breakthrough. Uh, in preparation for this, I, I thought about an incident that really defined when prayer actually started to take on a brand new meaning for myself. Uh, I was about five years old at the time, and I lived in upstate New York, Rochester, New York, with my mom and my dad and my older sister. And my dad, he had actually started a church in the basement of our home, and yeah, that was an experience. We had about 15, 20 members, and, and it was great. And normally after the Sunday night service, uh, the deacon, his wife, and his daughter would stay after, and the adults would drink coffee. Well, one night, uh, a man actually came into our home, and he had a shotgun, and he was asking for my dad. He was having marital problems. His wife was attending our church, and apparently when he... When the wife told him that she was coming to church in a man's home, he didn't exactly believe her. So he was looking for my dad, and he had all intentions to kill everyone uh, that night. So my mom took my sister, myself, and the girl and put us on the stairs. And she told us, just pray. And then she disappeared. And so my sister and the other girl, they're like boo-hooing. They're crying. They're crying. They're, they're losing it. Me, I, I mean, I'm cool. You know, I'm praying. And I'm like, just, I'm like asking God to forgive me of my sins. And then I, I like tap my sister on the shoulder. And I'm like, hey, hey, why are you crying? Look, if he kills us, we're going to heaven. And if he doesn't kill us, we're fine. So either way, we're good. We're good. <laughs> And thus, I've been working on my emotional intelligence ever since. So, you know, we made it out okay. My dad talked the man down. Uh, but in reality, how do we pray today? How do we pray today? And, and, and why is it that the most intensity that we have in our prayers comes out of what? When something's going on, when something's happening in our lives. We need something. Why, why, why is it that we have no problems praying when all hell is breaking loose? People who don't even know God, it's one of the first things they say after they say a bad word. What's one of the first things? Oh, God. Oh, God. Why is it like that? Prayer is not meant to be a reflex. It's not meant to be a religious tradition. It's not meant to be something that we just do just because. It's not meant to be a meme. Prayer, God never intended prayer to be circumstance-based reaction. Prayer is your actual lifeline to God. It's your lifeline. It's your connection. It's your spirit connecting to him. And out of this... In reality, I mean, look, I know there are times we're going through 21 days of prayer. People are like, man, I know I'm supposed to be praying. I know I'm supposed to be fasting. Am I doing this right? It doesn't seem right. Is God even listening to my prayer? It, it, what, what's going on with this? Jesus actually outlines in Matthew 6, verse 9, how we should pray. 
how we should pray. And it's the Our Father prayer. And I mean, many of us, we, we've said it before, the Lord's Prayer, Our Father, who art in heaven, may I name thy kingdom. Okay, just stop, just stop. I know it's 10 o'clock. Some of y'all still waking up. It's okay. But the reality is this. This prayer is supposed to be the baseline to how we pray. And I can tell you, there are people for years who've prayed this prayer and prayed this prayer, and they don't know what it really means. There's a depth in this prayer that if you get, you will understand what you're praying, why some of your prayers aren't being answered. Why does it feel like God's listening? Why does it feel like I'm over here and God's over here? You'll understand that, and we're going to take out some of these parts, and we're going to actually talk about them. So let's jump into this. Matthew 6, verse 9, starting out, Our Father. We're going to take it in three major parts here, but we're going to take the first part here. Our Father. Our Father means what? It means that we have, you've accepted Christ into your life, you have a personal relationship with God. That is, He is your Father. He is your father. So that means if you've never had a father before, if you're a horrible father, if you've never experienced true love from a father, he is your father. That's who you're praying to, our father. We go on to the next part, who art in heaven. Meaning what? Meaning that God is sitting in a place far far above our own. How many of you have ever been in an airplane before? How far can you see? You can see so far. You can see roads. You can see mountains. You can see clouds. You can see storms. You can see so far when you're in an airplane, but when you're on the ground, what can you really see? You can only see about, what, 50, 100 meters in front of you if there's nothing else. You don't know what's coming. When we're praying to the Father in heaven above, and we're saying, who art in heaven, we're praying to a God who sees far above what we see. He sees our past. He sees our present. He sees our future. And guess what? When, he's, when we're saying, God, do you know what's going on right here? He's like looking down, and he's like, yeah. I know what, I know what it looks like over here. I know what it looks like over here. I know how you're going to die. I'm looking at your grandkids over here. I need to move you right over here so that'll happen. That's what God's vision is. Our Father, who art in heaven. And then we go on to the next part. Hallowed be your name, or holy is your name. The name of God is holy, meaning he is holy. He is righteous. He is just. He, look, look, if the Queen of England... We're going to be walking in here right now. Would she just walk in? No, no. There'd be a procession. There would be military. There'd be an entourage. There'd be people that would be coming in saying the Queen of England is getting in here. You better stand up straight. You better move to the side. We need to make room. That's someone with an earthly designation. Someone who we think, based on whatever history and blah, 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 she's somebody special. That's the reason why when, a few years back, when Michelle Obama actually touched the Queen of England, oh my goodness, the country was in an upper, oh, oh, you touched the Queen, you touched it. And we're like, ah, dude, she's just a person. She's just old. What, what does it mean? 
but she's something special. That's someone with an earthly designation. God, who's in heaven, who's holy, who's set apart, who's righteous. Jesus is saying, when you are praying this prayer, before you do anything, you need to recognize and acknowledge, one, our Father, who he is, who art in heaven, where he is, hallowed be your name, what he is. He's our Father, who sees more than what we ever see, who's holy. That's the reason why it's not a problem to get on your knees when you're praying, because he's holy. He's holy. Hallowed be your name. Then move on to the next part. I like this part. Your kingdom come. Love talking about this. Love talking about this. Your kingdom, your kingdom. Who sits on the throne of your kingdom? Your personal kingdom. Who sits on the throne of your kingdom? We do. Amen. That's right. Trick question. I got this. Okay, it's 10 o'clock. Some of y'all quicker than 8.30, but that's all right. That's cool. Your kingdom come. Now, when we think about a kingdom, traditionally, you know, you think about the castle. There's, there's a lot of parts. Think about the king, throne, moats, dragons, blah, blah, blah. There's three parts we want to really focus on. There's a rule, there's a reign, and there's authority. Every kingdom, every kingdom has a rule a reign and authority. Your kingdom, work, home, every kingdom. A rule means what? The law of that kingdom. Reign means the timeline of that kingdom. You gonna live forever? No, no, about 70, 80 years, plus or minus. And an authority of that kingdom, the power. Some of you have power in your job, some of you don't have any power when you go home, amen. There's a rule, a reign, an authority of every single kingdom. Jesus is saying, we are praying, your kingdom come. We're praying for God's kingdom to come. Not only your kingdom, but what else? Your kingdom come, your... Ah, ah. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Now, how do we pray? How do, come on now. How do we pray? God, fix my wife. Fix my husband. These kids, take them. <laughs> I don't care about the kids. God, fix my job. God, you know what's going on. We, it's like we take a box of our life and we just dump it out. God, uh, uh, what does that sound like? How often you spend time in your prayer just praying your will? your will. How often do you come over here and you actually say, your kingdom come. God, what's your will for my life? That's a tough one. That, Because when we actually start to say, your kingdom come, your will be done, now we're operating in alignment with his kingdom. Because guess what? You can pray all you want in your kingdom, but it's not going to do any. Why do you think people pray in the name of Jesus? Why do we pray in the name of Jesus? Because in the name of Bob ain't going to do anything. 
you don't have, if we're at war right now in the spiritual realm, your power is limited. And if you don't recognize that, how do you feel right now? I'm looking at some of y'all's faces. Oh, Aaron, I'm going through this. Aaron, I got this going on. Aaron, I got this. I'm going to just say stop and ask you one question. Where are you aligned? Your kingdom come, your will be done. Where? On earth as it is in heaven. On earth as it... Genesis 2, God made man from what? Dust or dirt or earth. Jesus is praying, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How it is up there, down here. Your will, your rule, your reign, your power. So I stand in his authority, not my own. Make sense? All right, let's keep going. Transition on to what real fun part. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. Now, I know some of y'all are going through 21 days of fast, and I just wanted to put that up there just to mess with you because <laughs> <laughs> that's not what Jesus had in mind when he said, Give us this day our daily bread. But, you know, say hello. You got one more week left. Y'all going to make it. <laughs> Give us this day our daily bread. Jesus is what? Jesus said he's the bread of life. Give us what we need for today. Doug actually preached on this before. And seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. And Jesus said not to worry about the things about tomorrow because tomorrow will take care of itself. He said, Give us this day our daily bread. God, what is the word for today? What is your word for us today? I'm not saying you shouldn't think about saving. I'm not saying you, should think, you shouldn't think about investing and doing things in the future. But how do we pray? How do we really pray? Where do we spend most of our mental and emotional energy? God, how come this isn't fixed? God, how come I'm still dealing with this? God, why is this still happening? When is this going to happen? How come this hasn't happened yet? Why am I still in this? Why is this? A I'm sorry, am I the only one that just spend their prayer time yelling? I mean, this would be real. How come our prayers are so invested in the future? Meanwhile, Jesus is telling us, Daily bread. Today. What are we going to do today? If I told you you was going to die in the next 20 minutes, do you really think you would do anything less than take out your phone and start calling a few people? Start talking to a few people, telling them you love them. All that would matter is that next time. I did this in the last service. Uh, hands up, 2018, if you know somebody who died in 2018, if you know somebody who died in 2018, put your hands up. Now, if you look around you, a few people got their hands up. 
What does that mean? That means that we are not promised tomorrow. I don't know about you, but I don't want to go before God being angry about stuff he didn't do that I wanted to happen in my life because I was so lost in the moment. What we got is today. Give us today our daily bread. Give us the word that we need for today to live, to function, and do your purpose. And here's the thing. You got to listen. You got to listen. I've had people come to me and they're like, Aaron, I, I, man, I see all these Christian people who say they hear God. They hear God. I don't hear anything when I pray. I don't hear any. How come all these people hear God? What does his voice sound like? Does it sound like a man? Does it sound like a woman? I don't know. I don't hear God. I don't hear God. And I tell them what my dad used to tell me. I never argue with a preacher. <sighs> my, my dad would tell me, he'd say, like, Aaron, you know the reason why you don't hear God? And the reason why the Lord has to give you dreams? He said, because you don't listen. He said, you spend all your prayer time doing this. But think about that. How much, how, I mean, do you have any friends that just come up to you and just, and then they walk away? And you're like, ah, it just bled time off my life. You wouldn't have friends like that. But how do we treat God with our prayers? We're like, oh, man, I had a great time in prayer, and I just, ah, ah, I'm just warring in the spirit, blah, 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 blah. And God's sitting up there like, okay, I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something. And then you're like, amen, that's done. (laughs) And they walk away. Like, How come God doesn't talk to me? You have to listen. If you're not listening, if there, if there isn't a time, and this goes back to another talk that Doug had, where it's, shh. If there isn't a time where there's a pause, and just be patient. Read God's word. Read God's word. Oh, I'm sorry, let me say that one more time, because I know some people are still waking up. Read God's word. You want to know how many times? The word of God? It'll be the same verse that you've heard and read over and over, and then suddenly that verse will just cut at you. And you'll be like, ooh. And it's like God just saying, told you. If you would just listen. Give us today our daily bread. And then we move on to a very, very important important piece where Jesus says, and forgive us of our sins, of our trespasses, of our, as we have forgiven others. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Let me double check that. That said forgiven like past tense. My bad. Yes. Forgiven. I know some people are like, oh, Aaron, you don't know what I went through. You know, oh, Aaron, it's been so, Aaron, it's so hard to forget. It's the thing, if you keep on reading down Matthew 6, 14, Jesus actually says, look, if you forgive men their sins, the Father in heaven will forgive your sins. If you don't forgive men their sins, the Father will not forgive your, ooh, 
ooh, and like, Aaron, you must be reading out that King James Version. <laughs> no, no, NIV, son. <sighs> when we are praying to be in alignment with his kingdom, guess what? It's his kingdom. It's his rule, his reign, his judgment. If God's judgment is what? Grace. Mercy. Love compassion. If these are all the things that God is, and we are praying to be in alignment with him, there's no way we can come, we can say, yes, God, your kingdom. Yes, God, I love you so much. But I ain't going to forgive that person. What did you just do? You just took your kingdom right over here to you, your judgment. And what Jesus is saying is that how you judge others is the way the Father is going to judge you. If you just say, oh, Aaron, I'm just a critical person, and then you find people nitpicking at you all the time, like, I don't like that. Well, maybe you need to let it go. I know I I wish it could be easier. I wish I could say that. Oh, no, there's other easier. No, there's no easier way. You are either going to forgive or you're not. Because this is the thing. God's forgiven you. God's forgiven you. I don't care what it is. Especially in this climate today where everybody wants to be right. Everybody's always arguing. What does it matter? supposed to love one another. Bottom line, what this prayer is, is it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for all of us. You know, I, I told this story in City Youth, and I'll close with this. I was, in, uh, I was in my sophomore year, high school, and I used to sit like on the side. It was, I, I forgot what the class was, forgot the class. You know I'm going to talk about a girl if I forgot the class. So. <laughs> so there was this, oh my goodness, she was so beautiful, she would cause confusion. Oh my, she would shut your brain down. I mean, this, she, she sat at the front of the class. I sat on the side, and I mean, all class, I would just be looking right at her. And one of my, one of my boys that I used to play football with, he, he sat behind me. And he would just see me looking at her, and he'd be like, dude. He'd be making fun of me, and I, I didn't even hear him. I'm looking at her, sound is cut off. I don't hear a thing, you know. Uh, somehow I passed that class. But anyway, he, he finally says to me one day, he's like, look, man, he, he said, I feel sorry for you. He said, I'm going to write her a note, and I'm going to tell you you like her and you want to talk to her. And, like, on the inside, I'm like, no, no, no. No, actually, on the inside, I was like, yes, yes, yes. And on the outside, I was like, no, 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 please don't do that, no. So one day he goes and he does that. He gives her a note. And he comes to me, and he's like, hey, beg you ready, beg you ready. I'm like, no, no, no. And then I'm like, ooh, ooh. So lunch comes, and he's sitting on the side. Another one of my boys is sitting in front of me, and we're sitting at the edge of a table, and he's like, you ready, you ready, you ready? And I'm like, ah, I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm fine. And, and like half lunch goes by, nothing, nothing. And I'm like feeling relaxed, and I'm like, ah. I'm cool. Ain't nothing going to happen. And then all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, 
I see somebody approaching with their lunch tray. And it's like pink and white, and I'm like, oh, 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 oh. And my boys start laughing, and they're gripping up, and like, it's like, this is the moment, this is the moment, this is the moment. And they're like there. And then she's standing there. I can smell her perfume. And, and I'm like, oh, it's, it's, it's here. It is here. This is the moment. And believe me, I'm telling the story. There's only like one person that's like, you better not turn your head, and that's my current wife. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we're there. My boys are laughing. They're dying laughing. And then all I had to do was just turn. That's it. All I had to do was just turn. Turn. That's all I had to do. And I didn't. I didn't. And they just like laughed more, made it worse. And in my mind, I'm thinking, you know what? I got time. I'll go, I'll go back. I'll talk to her later. I'll talk to her later when there's nobody around. It'll be cool. And 20 seconds goes by, she leaves. And I'm like, okay, okay. I can recover. I can recover. Next day comes. I see her in class. And I'm like, I'll talk to her at the end of class. I'll talk to her at the end of class. No, no big deal. And then I miss her. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll talk to her tomorrow. Tomorrow comes, she's gone. Next day comes, she's gone again. She moved. I never saw her again. To this day. I missed my opportunity. You know what repentance means? You know what repentance actually means? It actually means to turn and go in another direction. This prayer is an opportunity to turn towards Christ. And actually in Revelation 3.20, Jesus actually says, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears it, he would come and he would fellowship with you. This prayer is your opportunity. Now, a lot of you may think, I got time. I got time. Shoot, we're doing 21 days of prayer. I'll just keep going. But this is the thing. This is your opportunity right now. So what we want to do to close this and we want to pray this prayer. Every head bowed, every eye closed. And for once, I want you to really, really think about what this prayer means. And truly take the opportunity to truly align yourself to his kingdom. Our Father, thank you for being our Father. Thank you for your love and your mercy and your grace in our life. Who art in heaven, who sees more than we could ever imagine, who's seen everything from the beginning until the end. Hallowed be your name. Holy is your name. You are righteous. You are just. Your kingdom come. Your rule, your reign, your authority in our life, O oh God. Your will be done 
not our will, Lord God. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today, Lord God. Speak to us. Speak to us the word that you have for us, O God. Give us today our daily bread. And forgive us, Lord God, for our trespasses. As we have forgiven those who trespass against us and sinned against us. And God, if there's anyone who we haven't forgiven, please bring it to our attention, Lord God. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Forever and ever, Lord God. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit citychurchdowntown.com.